0: welcome back y'all to episode 197 of the zachary wingay podcast where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day nothing is off the table the intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining so sit back relax and listen and enjoy the show Okay, so today having a little technical difficulties, but going to do my best to have the show go on. Um, Kind of moving over as we transition into different concepts of the show, what I'm really trying to specialize in is giving you all the information you need within 15 minutes, if possible, as well as providing some analysis on what's going on. See, my background originally... You know, I went to, I was in a master's program for international security. I transitioned, had multiple internships working with, and a fellowship working for a former ex-CIA analyst, helping him with a case study to publish on geopolitical fallout that eventually got published. From there, I have worked in different environments as it relates to the DOD space, we'll say, and... For this podcast, when I go into geopolitical things like that, I'm providing a little bit of the academic and some of the practical, given um, some background that I've had. So when I get into it, I'm just trying to break it down on that level. And as we get into the information today, what I'm really focusing on is the news coming out of Russia about Vladimir Putin transitioning and pausing the um kind of issuing his opinions and trying to step away from the extended new star plan which is a treaty that gives the United States and Russia the ability to cooperate based on long range nuclear weapons in fact this agreement was one of you know Joe Biden's first major accomplishments as it relates to US policy after the Trump administration so what does it mean so today we have Putin coming out and indicating that he is pausing the star treaty and it's really one that I think is a bit, I think this is very concerning. So, you know, Putin's telling that, you know, Putin is coming out with this rhetoric before. I've talked about it. I've talked about it on the show and I've given an analysis on it. But today, Putin indicating that he is he is going to suspend this nuclear weapon treaty Um, on on the process of us or not on the eve, but with us go ahead and signing a potential weapons deal to Ukraine for five hundred million dollars. Biden giving a speech in Ukraine indicating that he's not going to back down in that um, an attack on Ukraine, a nuclear attack on Ukraine is attack on everyone we protect. Um, This is the next level of escalation in this situation. Um, We are seeing this war continuously slowly being escalated and escalated by both sides. And this latest um situation with the nuclear the nuclear aspect of it is really serious. It's not one that's like, oh, you know, it's just a nuclear treaty. What we have to understand is these nuclear treaties have been in place for a really long time, roughly since nineteen forty nine. Each one of them is a you know, the ability for us to have um, a situation where we don't have mutual destruction, mad. So when we look at it from this standpoint, it's like, where where do these nuclear treaties stand and why are they so important? I mean, you're looking at the United States and Russia both have 90% of all the nuclear weapons in the whole world. So whenever these treaties were really put in place, they were kind of to stop and mitigate a nuclear threat of escalation. So if we look at what happened with the Cuban Missile Crisis, when JF, JFK was in office and we had to create these treaties where potentially... Russia was going to put nuclear weapons within Cuba or had them, this is where the process of the treaty started. So things like this won't happen. So things can't be changed or developed into the nuclear program, stopping this kind of um, war on arms, war an arms race for nuclear weapons. So we're not sitting here creating new nuclear weapons that could potentially destroy the world. So with Putin saying he's um, suspending it, and President Xi Jinping going to Russia as they wage war with Ukraine, you know, we're looking at a potential geopolitical shift. And it's 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 pretty serious. It's like everything's been ratcheting up to this point. And what we have to understand about these nuclear treaties is we have been going in and looking at Russia's nuclear weapons, and they have been going in and looking at our nuclear weapons, no matter what the situation is. We could be having diplomatic issues within uh, Moscow and D.C., but these people are still interacting and communicating with each other. Now, with the suspension of it, Putin's kind of flexed a little bit and saying, hey, you know, I can suspend these nuclear weapons and they're not going to mean anything and kind of starting to message to dc as a result of this five million dollar plan like hey if you guys are going to give crimea more arms and things of this nature then potentially i'm going to suspend something that's really important to joe biden and a one of the first foreign policy aspects that he did so it's kind of in a way i don't know if it's necessarily a kick in the face but it is a strategic point you know it's like you have to look at nuclear weapons also as something that can destroy the world, but potentially bargaining chips to get people to the table in order to have um, the the even the even conversation. Um, if that makes sense, it's like nuclear weapons in a way create a line of communication between multiple nations, and they create this kind of respect within both states. You know, if we look at. India and Pakistan, the same situation happens there. So as we're looking at this kind of geopolitical shift of maybe Beijing becoming closer to Moscow, it's it's something to be a little bit concerned because we are doubling down on the fight in Ukraine. Joe Biden going there, indicating it, showing that political strength to Ukraine is one that is, you know, like we're we're standing up for Ukraine as Russia is saying they're suspending the treaty and Xi Jinping is going to Moscow. So what's happening is potentially this Ukrainian situation could be could be pushing these two powers closer together. So what does that mean for the United States? Well, I'm not going to say it's an all-out World War III situation, but it's like, you know, what you have to understand about the geopolitical scale is it's one move after one move after one move. It's not one big moon, death by a thousand cuts, if you will. And the closer... Russia and Putin are, to, you know, together. You know, th- there's potential things that could happen. More than likely, what it will be is Moscow selling their oil and gas directly to China, and China sending things to Russian to purchase. But you know, Russia doesn't have the same purchasing power as China. So in a way, you know, China and the United States could have political conflict. But you know, the thing is that the Chinese government always has to worry about keeping one billion people employed, and the best way to do that in the current economy and the way it's set up is to have Americans buy Chinese products and sometimes Xi Jinping doesn't like that and they're trying to transition the economy to where they can build more like for example the Silk Road where we have these situations where they're trying to go back to China 0. 0. 0.05, 0.5.0 5. and go from there. So whenever we look at it and now we're looking at the rhetoric of Putin, Putin is indicating that Ukraine has neo-Nazism now, the reason why this is relevant is if we are putting on our Russia lens and understanding the way Russian people think, they really live more in the past than we do in the United States. Potentially one night, maybe I was in a, some of what of a bar fight where a Russian punched me in the head and started spouting off how in World War Two, if the United States didn't have Russia, then you know they wouldn't have been able to defeat Germany and the Nazis. So that is a narrative that is very close to their hearts. So what does that mean to present day? Um one of the most probably respectable fights or respectable aspects of being a Russian sometimes is really focused on being able to defeat the Nazis and what that means to the lineage of Russia. So within multiple episodes I've talked about how there's this Eurasian neuro conservative identity trying to be built within Russia. Um and whenever you know whenever this identity is built it's going to really latch on to legacy aspects of it. And one thing that is really big within the Russia mindset or psyche is the aspect of World War II. So by Putin saying that he is going into Ukraine and potentially stopping Neo Nazis. He's kind of ushering in that mentality of World War II that gave Russia this aspect of dignity, dignity and respect, um, and where they had identity. Identity is so important whenever we're trying to formulate a nation. I can't say that enough. When we look at the United States, we are so have a strong national identity. We think about how we play the national anthem at sports. You know, the flying over of jets at sports games and things like that really are important but they're also instilling that form of nationalism and within Russia it's been iffy you know in kind of you know if 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 it's true of what they're saying going into Ukraine is giving Putin stronger and stronger polls back in Russia you know he's not going to stop it's like that's what we have to understand is Biden is escalating, and so is Putin. And with the taking of the nuclear treaty off the table, it is a very strategic point within this whole situation. You know, you don't want to compare this to World War I, but World War I was a war of treaties. Obviously, France Ferdinand was assassinated. And as a result of all these treaties and everyone coming together, it created a World War I now, it's like if you said, what are the benefits of World War One?" There's not a lot. Um, and when we usher in the same mentality of what's happening with Russia and Ukraine and now China being a part of it, you know, it's it's a lot of strategic alliances. And what we have to understand is conflict has now changed. You know, we look at the, the aspect of consumerism and getting products and selling and buying from one another. And it's not necessarily this all out war where we're fighting each other. It's 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 purchasing power. You know, that, that is the new way we work. We have, you know, products, comfortability, and, you know, the United States people don't want to step back from comfort. And, you know, we have to be really aware of of how China has, we're both leveraged on each other. And Russia coming into the fold with Xi Jinping, you know, it's just seeing what the outcome could be. You know, is the outcome to build a stronger relationship in order to stop the United States from growing? You know, or is it, you know, which in our minds we think that, but is there other aspects to it? And if Joe Biden is going to run again, is he using this war as political candor? It's like there's so many things to really leverage if Joe Biden is trying to reinvigorate his base. You think about seeing the Ukrainian flag everywhere in different environments now. United States people stand in with Ukraine so, if President Biden is now using the Ukraine war aside for political gain and Putin sees that, he knows that Joe Biden's going to double down because potentially this could create a situation for Joe Biden to be reelected. What we have to understand about the American people is if someone is oppressed, there's aspects of it that can unite, or being united by a conflict is probably the strongest way to unite the American people. We look at what happened with September 11th and how at one point in time, I think it was like, you know, the closest, you know, there were, the United States have ever been because it was a moment of chaos. I'm not saying it's the same situation, but it's S like that. It's like people who want to put the Ukrainian flag on everything and, and say they support Ukraine, meaning they support whatever Joe Biden's doing in Ukraine as well, giving more and more and more. But if they're giving more, it's going to become at a consequence. There is a form of escalation that could take place and if Putin is calling off nuclear treaties off the table, that is a form of escalation. You know, and State Department was, you know, I rumored to saying that all United States citizens need to leave Russia. And what well, we're having is State Department issue a do not travel to Russia. They issued that back on February 13th. So this, the, we are seeing escalation. And I don't understand why it's not being talked about more. It's like this is how wars happen for global global powers like this it is a slow escalation it's it's slowly ratcheting it up and with this treaty being taken off us bringing more arms into ukraine the fighting season's really going to open really really soon i mean there's fighting going on right now but once the weather gets better we're going to see a whole transition point point. and it's 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 not going to get any better i mean here we are a year under this war and we're already stopping nuclear treaty talk with the United States in Russia, you know. It's like, as, as when you analyze it from that standpoint, it's like it's not it's not getting any better. And we really have to understand what price this could potentially be. It's like, you know, and what's crazy is it'd be one thing if – I wonder if all the people who support Ukraine, who have the pins, the flags hanging, if they could tell you on a map – where Ukraine is located and giving you three points of histories or facts about Ukraine. If they could do that and we were willing to stand with them, then I would be like, okay, like I really get the point. But I think sometimes we're looking at what's going on. For example, we identify what's happening in East Palestine in that situation, which is really, really serious. And we have Joe Biden in Ukraine focusing on giving more aid to fight a war, Um I think it's I think it's getting more serious and I think, you know, before it was kind of like a slow proxy war, but now as a result of the United States helping Ukraine, it's really affecting our relationships with with Russia and it's for what? If you could tell me if strategically if if Ukraine and Russia were together, what would happen and if we were able Ukraine was able to fight Russia off, it could potentially mean the downfall of Russia. So you know, this situation is escalating and it's escalating really quickly and no telling what's going to happen a year from now. That's really the point of this. In one year, look what's happened. Okay. Um, Thank you guys for listening. We'll get back to you tomorrow.